that's the way, uh-huh, that's the way I like it. Well, maybe it shouldn't be the way I like it. Maybe it should be the way you like it. This this is your podcast. I mean, I do it, but it's for you. I'm so confused already, but maybe that's a good thing. Uh, hey, everybody, I'm Harland Williams. I broke it up into sections to make it easy to understand. Harland Williams. You're on the Harlan Highway. Welcome aboard to all the pavement pounders who have been here since the beginning, to all the new listeners. Please tell your friends to get on the highway because uh, we have crazy stuff going on. Like today we're going to talk about the difference between what was bad in high school when I was a kid versus what's happening today. Startling. Funny, yet startling. Um, I'm going to be interviewing Jim Carrey. It's the second part of my interview with uh, actor-comedian Jim Carrey. This is an interview I did with Jim uh, many years ago, probably 15, 16 years ago. No one's ever heard it before. Uh, I believe a whore is stopping by, and I'm going to be forced to have sex with a whore. Yeah, live on the air. It happened a few shows ago. I got to do it again. And we're going to be talking about annoying light bulbs. All here on the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. All right, let's get this sucker going, huh? You're causing a major disturbance on my time. It's the Harland Highway. What's up, brah? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? <laughs> I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. This is your fucking wake-up call, man. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. In 30 seconds, you'll be dead. I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes. Yeah, boom with the dynamite. Hey, how you doing, rock and rollers? Well, I don't know why I'm doing that voice. Um, how you doing, gang? Um, Harlan Williams here. Welcome to the show. I want to start off with a uh, a fun a fun story that kind of is a uh, indication of how the times have changed. Um, I was talking to uh, one of my best friends from high school, and um, this guy, one of my dearest, oldest friends, uh, we were like inseparable in high school. We were like these two buddies that did everything together and hung out and chased after the same girls and collecting comic books and got into trouble. And uh, this guy was uh, this guy. My buddy Steve has such a great sense of humor and, and kind of one of these guys that's a bit fearless. And uh, he, he always reminded me, he looks looked a bit like Kevin Bacon, you know, but he had this energy where he just like, you never knew what he was going to do. He was unpredictable and he was kind of fearless and kind of did things without, you know, weighing the consequences sometimes. And uh, he was a prankster. <laughs> And uh, I was talking to him the other day, and uh, we were talking about going to a class reunion, okay? There's a class reunion coming up, and I haven't been back to my high school since I left. Went to a Catholic high school. Can't say I loved the place. You know, I kind of went there because my mother 
wanted me to go there and kind of willed me to go there. And I was like, ah, I had to wear a little uniform. And it wasn't my scene. But the good thing is I uh, I made some good friends. And uh, my friend Steve being one of them. And, uh, and uh, talking about the reunion... Uh, Steve, uh, Steve said, oh, well, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not legally allowed on the premises. I'm, I'm not allowed to even be on the school property. I, I was banned. He was, he was banned back in like grade uh, 11 or something. And they kicked him out of the school and he was never allowed back. And you know what he did? You know what he did that they got him exiled? We used to play a lot of pranks on each other. And one day, Steve went to a bakery somewhere and bought a lemon meringue pie. Guy brings a lemon meringue pie to school. (laughs) I'm laughing because I can still visualize it. Such a dork. (laughs) Who goes and buys, you know, a 17-year-old dude goes and buys a lemon meringue pie. Who does that? So the guy goes and buys a lemon meringue pie, and on our lunch break, he pied a guy. You know, we we had these running rivalries with our friends who could out-prank each other. And uh, one day, Steve, like, sneaks up on a guy. Bang! Lemon meringue pie right in the face. (laughs) It was a mess. People were diving out of the way, screaming. Ah! Caused an uproar, caused chaos. And of course, there's teachers monitoring the uh, the cafeteria, and uh, caused quite a spectacle. And Steve was banished from the school. You know, I guess there were a few other little incidents, and you know, troublemaking incidents. And this was the icing on top of the cake, or in this case, this is the meringue on top of the pie. And so he's booted out for a lemon meringue pie. And the reason I'm laughing so hard, tragically, is because I started thinking about kids in school today. And what a difference a few uh, few decades make. Holy smokes. Nowadays, uh, kids are belligerent. They uh, sass the teachers. They'll get in fights with teachers. And this is the sad part. Kids are bringing uh, guns and loaded rifles, and they're shooting each other. Hello, Columbine. I mean, forget about shooting each other. There's massacres, mass murder, and mayhem. And I'm not laughing at that, but I'm laughing at that my buddy got kicked out all those years ago in the 70s for whacking a guy in the face with a pastry. You know, at least at the end of the attack, the kid could eat the stuff on his face. Oh, this pie is delicious. When was this baked this morning? And so it makes me laugh to think that, that he got in so much trouble. He was kicked out of school for smashing a guy in the face with a lemon meringue pie. Man, times have changed. Scary, scary times. 
to think that we we went from that to uh, what we deal with almost uh, yearly now. Maybe I'm almost almost tri-monthly. There are some kid uh, acting up in a school doing something, uh, whether it's uh, crime-related or gang-related or violence-related or sex-related or drug-related. You know, I'm 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 hankering for an old pie story. I ho- hope hope someone uh, hope some kid somewhere in the United States of America whips out a mincemeat pie or a raspberry pie or a you know, boysenberry pie. I'd love to see that on the news. Today in Indiana, there's been a lockdown. A high school has been shut down. Police have sealed off the perimeter. Apparently, 12 children have received a blueberry pie in the face. There is pie and crust all over the school. People running, people fleeing the scene. Teachers standing out in the cold, mystified. Children hiding under desks, trying to avoid apple pie, banana cream pie, hitting them in the face. Back to you, Harlan. Boy, wouldn't that be refreshing? So kind of of a funny story, but also a tragic commentary on our times. So let's hope we get back to pieing. Kids, if you're listening, put down the guns and pick up a pie. And speaking of funny guys, um, as I promised you, uh, a few few podcasts back, I played a, uh, a rare interview that I did with uh, actor-comedian Jim Carrey. Uh, I interviewed Jim years ago. I think it was just after Ace Ventura came out. And uh, I interviewed Jim, and uh, it was a while back. I used a cheap old uh, tape recorder, and we were kind of in a noisy environment. But uh, nonetheless, it was a lot of fun. It's an old interview. Uh, nobody's ever heard this before. You guys are the first ones to hear this. And uh, this is the second part of my interview with uh, Jim Carrey and uh it's just us rambling about the ridiculous and the serious and throwing it all together. And uh, let's have a listen. Blast from the past, comedian, superstar, actor, Jim Carrey. Jim, at one point in everyone's life, they've dreamed of being what you've become, a star. What would you say to all the losers who never made it? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I like that one. 
Jim, sometimes I look into your eyes and I see a sweet young man. Other times I see the tormented souls of a million butterfly shrimp. <laughs> explain. <laughs> you explain. <laughs> I, I can explain. You have some serious problems. You're projecting your own butterfly shrimp problem on me. That's the problem. So look within yourself. Judge not lest you be judged. Uh, Jim, what do, do you hate? Do I hate? Yeah. Uh, I hate uh, the corner of my steel bed frame. Why? Because it keeps catching my baby toe. All right, what do you love? What do I love? Uh, I love little baby ducks, old pickup trucks. Little springtime. Cigarette. <laughs> really? Uh huh. All right, I'll 
outside of that. Outside of the cigarette? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, specific. Okay. This uh, one's like serious. The this oh, one's this serious. is serious for yeah. real? Yeah. Uh, uh, this one's serious. Um, <clears throat> I guess, you know, bringing my daughter into the world. Jim, <laughs> what would be the ultimate acting role for you? That one's serious, too. Mm, Chuck. Chet Baker story. What's that? Chet Baker's jazz musician was like the James Dean of jazz. Really? Yeah. I wanted to do his life story. Really? So that'd be like yeah. just a serious role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably ready to jump into a serious role, right? That's none of your damn business. <laughs> Jim, what's the future of comedy? <laughs> oh, God. Future of comedy? Yeah. Uh... I think it's going to, uh, it's going to get thinner. It's going to be weeding, a lot of weeding out. It's going to go on. Because, well, because of the clubs and stuff, and there's so many comics now with, like, five minutes, and then, you know, sooner or later, you know, people are going to get tired of seeing any, you know, people perform the same five minutes on five different shows. Yeah. You know, just the, the, the good people will survive, the creative people will survive. You know, that, that don't, they'll, they'll go on. But I mean, right now, it's like everybody I, I grew up with in the comedy clubs, it's like the establishment now. They're, they're the hosts of TV shows, they're the movie stars, they're the everything. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it was a great breeding ground. And it still is, but it's just, you know, now there's, you know, now it's like something everybody wants to do, you know. Whereas kind of when I started, it was like, you're a comedian? What's that? Yeah, yeah. How long have you been doing it, Jim? Fifteen years. There's my head in the dirty oven. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, more with uh, Jim Carrey. And I think I have a little bit more of that interview that uh, probably part three will be the uh, the final part. And um, I'll play that a little further down the road. But uh, great guy. I remember fondly doing that interview with Jim. And uh, I'm, I, again, I apologize for the sound quality. This This predated the digital world. And I literally had a cheap little, like, Sears uh, tape recorder with running on batteries sitting on the table. And, uh, you know, it, you can tell it sounds like it, but, you know, it kind of adds a little authenticity to the whole interview. I kind of like it that it's uh, it made it very real and gave it some ambiance. Um, so, yeah, again, I'm just a huge fan of Jim. I, I, I love Jim. I love his work. I love his contributions. I know there's been people that have been ragging on him lately about, uh, you know, his gun gun control video or whatever it was. And I, I hate to see this. I, I, you know, I hate it whenever a celebrity or a famous guy makes a statement or does something that not everybody's happy with. People can get very vitriolic and very angry. And I've I've seen people write comments like, Oh, you're not even American. Why don't you go back to Canada and uh, screw you and you're an asshole. And, and you know, they kind of wipe out all the good things that Jim have, ha, has done, all the laughter, all the joy that he's brought people in this crazy world that's full of horrible things. 
here's a guy that that's brought you some joy and uh you know it's not like every statement out of every celebrity's mouth is going to be a slice of heaven is going to be something you agree with so you what i'm saying is please learn to balance please learn to balance that celebrities and politicians people are human beings and nobody can say something all the time that's going to make you happy i mean how many of you have girlfriends and boyfriends and family members and wives and husbands does everything out of their mouth just is that like a rose garden do the people you love say things that maybe don't sit well with you or hurt you or come out the wrong way or don't uh don't mesh with how you perceive the world of course they don't it's it's everybody has different opinions so for a guy like Jim Carrey to do something here and there that uh, might might not uh, rub you the right way, okay. So you can it's okay to say I don't like what he just did, but to say something like "Go home and screw you" and "You suck" and "What a loser!" Like I just to me you can't do that. You can't do that. And and. For those of you that that think he's an asshole or he doesn't care, let me remind people who are saying mean things and telling Jim Carrey to go back to Canada. Um, I think it was the day after 9-11 happened, maybe two days, maybe three days at the most. Jim Carrey whipped out his checkbook and um, just handed over a million dollars to the victims of 9-11. I think he was one of the very first uh, celebrities to do that. And, uh, you know, if that doesn't tell you he's a good guy, I don't know what does. Um, So, again, come on. Don't rip people uh, down to the ground because of uh, one thing you may disagree with. If somebody's consistently a dick or saying things that that uh, you don't agree with or are uh, derogatory or hurtful and they just keep hammering the same drum, okay, maybe it's time to say, that guy's got to go. Maybe. But we all say different things for different reasons. And, uh, you know, let, all I'm saying is let's let's weigh and balance things. How about that? So, anyways, I uh, I was watching TV the other day, and uh, what? Who's here? No, I don't have anyone scheduled. No, don't let him in. No, Roger, don't. Who are you? Hey, baby. What, baby? It's Destiny. Remember your date with Destiny? Wait, were you the were you the girl I had sex with on my podcast a while back? Like, the, I, I hate to use this word, the whore from Bakersfield. Wow. I left an impression. That's pretty cool. Well, not really. More like an indentation. Have you been thought about dying, dieting at all? Dying? I feel like I'm dying. That's why I'm kind of here. I thought I'd uh, stop by. What's Say the... hi. Okay. Check well, I'm out. in the middle of a show. Really? Yeah. So uh, you're not supposed to just wander in here. Roger, what is she doing here? I need help. With what? I need some cash. Oh, God. No, I'm just saying. Like, I figured you're this big podcaster, this <sighs> famous guy. 
Plus all the photos I have on my phone. Oh my god. What do you want me to do? I'm just saying, you looked really good in that position I put you in. And I'm just, you know. Okay, what are you, what are you getting <sighs> at? Are you saying I, you want to have sex for money? You're the guy with no dick, right? All right, you know what? You want the money or not? Okay. What, okay. what are, how are we okay, doing this? Okay, 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 okay. I'm sorry I look a little rough. I know, like, I've been picking out my face. I had the speed problem for a while, but I'm, like, back on track. I'm trying to get my life together. Is that a tattoo? Yeah, it's the devil. It's okay. You know, I just, I fell on the dark side for a little while, but I've come out to light. I love God. Jesus is my main man. There's no, not ta that tattoo. There's another one right on your inner thigh. What is that one? Uh, that's an arrow. Why do you have an arrow? Because that's the pot of gold right there. Right there. Oh, boy. Right there. What? Right, right there. The okay. sweet spot, baby. Okay. The little man in the boat. Okay. Let's just do this. What? What? Do, I know you have a bunch of positions. Oh, what do you yeah, want? You know, uh, there's this new one that I've been trying out that I think you're such a big guy. I think you can handle it. What is it? It's sheep position. The what? The sheep position. What is that? Okay, this is where I assume the sheep position. Okay, have you ever tried to push a sheep off a cliff? No. Okay, well, bad That's shit cruel. happens. cruel. Yeah, no. They hang on for dear life. They dig in with their little hoovens, <sighs> their little cloven hooves, and they, they just they resist the push, and they <sighs> push back against you. So I'm going to jump up here on your console. Oh, please don't. Oh, the there doggy. she is. Yeah, Roger, and, she's and, on the console. Look at my little starfish. It's just winking oh at you. Anyway, oh so my like, God. I mean, this, what like, is that? Is that a band aid on it? I had a hemorrhoid. It, oh the God! The operation was a couple of weeks ago. It should be healed. Don't worry. Everything does. It fine. have to be a Flintstones band aid. I used to watch that show. God. I always wanted to be Betty, but that's okay. You know, <sighs> life dealt me a different deck of cards. But here I am. What okay, does that so, even mean? What do, what do you want me to do? Okay, so hang on. So I'm assuming the doggy position. <coughs> Hold on a second. What are you doing? <coughs> Is that it's an inhaler? <coughs> <coughs> oh, my God. What is that? A chunk of asbestos? <sighs> God, it's just some long. It's okay. Oh God, it's purple and black. This is why I need the cash, dude. This is why I need the cash. All right, what is? What am I doing? The, okay, the, the so little bow peep. Me. What is it? You're mounting me from behind. All right. Okay, and then let me I'm... just unzip here. Roger, stop laughing, please. All right, let's get this over with. Ready? Sorry. Can you give me a countdown or something? <sighs> oh God, I said a countdown, not a cough down. God. Mm. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <clears throat> Can I get a countdown? Can you count me in? Five, <coughs> four, three. <coughs> oh, God. God. <laughs> Two, one. Do it. Aren't you supposed to be making sheep noises? Oh, fuck. Okay. <coughs> Oh my god. God. Ah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Can I get you a lozenge? You want a Werther's original or something? Hang on, I might have one. What? Oh my god. Is that stuck in your pubic hair still? 
is that where that shit is? I've been looking for, <laughs> for Wasn't that there the last time? <laughs> you didn't take it. I thought you ate it. Oh, God. Okay, P- please put your clothes on. And thank you, Roger. You're so sexy. Thank you. Here's here's some money. I'm sorry you're in dire straits. Here's a five. Five? Five dollars. <laughs> what? Five dollars? I can't even get a fix with five fucking dollars. What the fuck, dude? What the right. fuck? Okay, <laughs> out. And then for five dollars? Out. Are you kidding me? Out, Roger. out, Roger. Out. I'll give you my vagina for ten. Oh, for God's sakes, Roger. Jeez. You know that's humiliating? Oh, You know, my boss made me do that. The other week to get ratings up, and now she, I didn't know she was taking pictures on her phone, and now she comes back and blackmails me. I don't think my listeners want to hear me having sex on the air. I don't want to be doing it, especially not with her. Make sure the cleaning lady leaves some Windex or something so I can wash off later. Ugh. That makes me mad. I'll tell you, you know what else makes me mad? Let me tell you what makes, this probably makes you guys mad. Or maybe I'm just a ditzfloit, whatever that means. Have you seen these curly, whirly, twisty, twirly light bulbs? Have you seen the new fangled light bulbs, the green light bulbs, that looks like somebody cleaved off some pigtails and glazed them with glass or something? You know, they're like those little twirly, whirly, supposed to save power and energy light bulbs. Either I'm I'm like a tard or every light fixture I have is from 1942 or I'm missing the boat. But how many of you gang have gone out and bought these new green, twirly, twisty pigtail light bulbs and they don't seem to screw into anything like every third light i go to screw into the socket somehow it doesn't work somehow it doesn't fit somehow it's too big somehow i can't get the lampshade over it somehow it won't fit into the thing in the roof somehow it it's uh the, the the part where it screws in is too fat and it won't screw all the way in and therefore it won't light up. I mean, I've had problem after problem. And I keep buying these things and I forget. I go, well, look at this, a nine-year light bulb. It's only, what, what's this, $700 for a nine-year light bulb? That's got to be a deal. Let me screw this thing in and I won't have to screw another light bulb in for nine years. This light bulb might outlive me. This light bulb's light will shine longer than my light shines. Hallelujah. <whistles> Wrong. I can't get any light out of that because I can't I can't screw it into any of my of my ancient light fixtures. They're an awkward size. They're a different shape. They're the, the, the part that screws in is a different uh, configuration. I keep spending money on these 25-year light bulbs, and I don't think I've had more than two of them ever successfully 
find their way into a socket and light up. And I'm like, I'm never buying one of those again. And then, you know, seven months later, I'll be in this store. I need some new light bulbs. Oh, look at those piggly wiggly. Let me try and help save the earth with the piggly wiggly swirly whirly light bulbs. Let me do my part to, you know, reduce my carbon footprint. Well, how much uh, how much of a landfill have I filled up with these unused curly whirly piggly wiggly light bulbs? You know, many uh, they're just thrown away because they don't fit anywhere. Is it, now is it just me? Am I the only one? Am I the only one that's doing this wrong or has the antiquated lighting systems everywhere I go? It's at the cottage. It's at the beach house. It's at the marina. It's in the boathouse. It's in the tool shed. It's in the house. It's in the... Everywhere you go, these things don't seem to fit properly. I don't know. Maybe I've got to get back to the future, Marty. I don't know. So there you go. Let me know. If you, if you want to write me and tell me if it's me or if it's all of us, uh, harlowwilliams.com, you can write me or call me, leave me a message, help me through this, 323-739-4330. Good golly, Miss Molly. The hell's this all about? Um, and let's get to some uh, some announcements here before we wrap it up for the day. Uh, let's see. I am going to be in San Jose next weekend, uh, May 9th through the 12th. The Improv in San Jose, California. Great club, man. Please check it out. This place is like uh, it's an old opera house or something. It's like a multi-tiered theater. It's, it's just one of the nicest comedy clubs in the country. Please come on out. And uh, we're going to be doing a double show. I'm bringing uh, my opening act, Sean Tweedley, and we're going to be doing improv. We're going to do stand-up comedy, and then after the stand-up, we're going to come out and take suggestions from the crowd and do improv. And I'll tell you what, man, that is fun. So it's like a double show. No other no other stand-up in the country does this. So get your tickets. Go to my website, harlowwilliams.com, and uh, click, click on the link. And reserve your tickets to the San Jose Improv Thursday, May 9th through the 12th. And here's something cool. Um, I'm going to be doing a a benefit in uh, Hollywood, California on uh, May 7th, which is a Tuesday night. Nobody has anything going on on a Tuesday. So if you're in Hollywood, come on out. This is a benefit to raise money for the blind. And uh, it's for a great cause. Uh, it's going to be me and uh, Jenna Elfman, uh, the uh, famous actress Jenna Elfman will be there, Paul Rodriguez, uh, Greg Fitzsimmons. Uh, it's going to be a really great show. Uh, so please uh, g- get your tickets. Go to improv.com. Uh, click on the Hollywood uh, Improv link for May 7th. It's a Tuesday night, and uh, come on out, and you're going to – I mean, that's a great show. You're getting like six head, five or six headliner comics for the price of one, and uh, your money's going to a great cause, so please come out. 
And then uh, if you're living in Denver, if you're in, if you're in old Colorado, May 17th to the 19th, or sorry, 17th and 18th. It's just a Friday and Saturday night at the uh, Comedy Works in Denver, Colorado. Great club. Please come out. And then lastly, a uh, weird uh, weird announcement. I know I was uh, telling you folks that my uh, my sitcom, my new Canadian sitcom, was supposed to premiere on uh, Monday, Monday, May 6th, um, package deal. And uh, we just got news that they've moved it, and this is kind of funny. Only in Canada, folks, okay? They moved the premiere date because they didn't want to compete with the hockey playoffs. And this isn't even a joke. This, you know, Canadians love their hockey. Hockey is probably the highest rated television in Canada. And so wisely, I guess, they decided to move the uh, premiere of Package Deal, my new sitcom, to, uh, it looks like it's going to be uh, June... 24th, I believe. Yeah, it'll be Monday, June 24th, same time, 8.30. And uh, sorry for the confusion, but, uh, you know, blame hockey. Blame Canada. Uh, And that's it. That's it. That's all you need to know. Check out harlowwilliams.com. Go to our store. And, um, And until next time, gang, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. And until next time, chicken. Chow me, baby.